You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to First Bite, our Detroit Lions midweek podcast as part of the Pride of Detroit Podcast Nation. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the editor-in-chief of Pride of Detroit. You can find me at Detroit Online. We have a very special episode for you this week. As always, we like to bring you midweek interviews. This week is no different. But before we get to our guests, let me bring in our other co-host, Ryan Matthews, Senior Editor of Pride of Detroit at Ryan underscore POD. How are we doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm excited for what uh, we have in store for the people's ears this week, man. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, as as uh, our live Twitch audience uh, actually are, is funding my trip down to the Senior Bowl uh, this year, and I'm very excited to, to go. And to help us preview Senior Bowl week, we got the, the person to talk to about the Senior Bowl, and that is Executive Director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, at Jim Nagy underscore SB on Twitter. Jim, thank you so much for making some time for us. Yeah, Jeremy Ryan, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. It's gonna be fun. I love I love talking lions. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if people know this about you, but you're you're a local guy. You're you're a fellow U of M grad, which I appreciate. I'm not sure about Ryan, but uh, also you know you grew up with the lions. So so talk about that and and how that kind of uh, weighs your your week, especially this week where where you got the whole lions crew coming down there. Yeah, you know, grew up a, a Lions fan, being a, a native Michigander. Um, I was I was diehard man. Like you, you talk to anyone that grew up in Traverse City around my time, like there wasn't a bigger Lions fan. So uh, we'd have Lions parties at the house. I mean, I've got three seats from the Silverdome um, here in the office that I bought a couple of years ago. Awesome. So um, uh, my, my our big family trip every year was going to the Lions Thanksgiving Day game. So um, I had family down in the Detroit area that I had an uncle that had season tickets. So. Yeah, grew up, grew up loving the team, but uh, that flipped pretty quick. You know, my first job out of college was at the Packers. Oh. Um, and when you see that, when you see that G on your on your uh, paycheck, your your allegiance is kind of shift pretty <laughs> quickly. So uh, I, I grew up hating the Packers, but uh, I was there in '96. The year we we, uh, we won the Super Bowl that year, so um, I made a quick flip. I became a Packers fan, and then uh, you know, once I started getting paid by the Patriots and the Chiefs and the Seahawks, like. <laughs> my my uh, allegiances were out the door, but uh, I always stay connected to the Lions because my, my dad still lives uh, up in Traverse City. My parents live in, you know, up in T.C. and my dad's a lifelong Lions fan. So uh, I go through that with him. I was going to say not not so hard to make a transition in 96 when you got a uh, a guy like Desmond Howard on the team. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Des had an awesome year as cool as a Michigan Michigan alum, Des was leaving when I was coming in. Uh, we missed each other by like a year. Oh, and uh, oh. so to be up there that year and Des was, uh, you know, such a, such a big part of that team and our playoff run. And, and uh, yeah. And then, and then to reconnect with him years later, working at ESPN um, with it through this job um, has been a lot of fun, you know, Very just cool. uh, having that connection. 
Well, I mean, let's, let's get into some senior bowl talk. I mean, the slogan of the senior bowl is the draft starts in mobile. And uh, you know, I, I guess it seems like the senior bowl has just been getting bigger and bigger every year. Like more of the, the top guys have been coming every, every single year. And it, this year is definitely no exception. So why do you think it's, it's grown as much as it has? And why is it such an important event for, for some of these guys that, that are going to be there, down there participating this week? Well, um, why it's grown. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been here four years and, and we really tried to use social media um, for a, for a few things, you know, one to connect with players and help us recruit, um, you know, back, you know, just hearing stories from, from, you know, Phil Savage, my predecessor, who is the GM of the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, you know, he, he was really good when I was making this transition um, and social media has been, been big connect with the guys. And two, it's been really tried to use what, what I do on Twitter to pull back the curtain on our game and, and really pull back the curtain on scouting in general. Yeah. Um, I think there's always been kind of a cloak of secrecy around how all-star rosters were picked and, you know, why, why things in scouting are the way they are. So that's all I've tried to do. Um, you know, and in terms of our game and the visibility, it's been a great game forever. They've had great players in this game forever. Um, but I just think there is more, more spotlight on it again, because I think social media has been huge. Um, in 2018, my, our first year here, we had like 15, 15 million impressions the entire year. Um, you know, and this year we went over 350 million impressions. So, um, there's just a lot more eyeballs on it. You know, like the 2020 game week, January, 2020, we were at 26 million impressions for that month. Last year, January, 2021, we were at 76 million. So we tripled it in one year. I'm at, I'm looking forward to see what this January's numbers end up looking like, but, uh, that's really, this game's been awesome forever. They've been bringing great players. Um, I do feel like, you know, bringing in a scouting staff, which we've done, I got a bunch of experienced NFL scouts has helped the rosters for sure. Um, but no, I, I, I walked into a good situation. Phil did, Phil did a great job here and, uh, we're just trying to take it to that next level. Yeah. I, I think what's really exciting about this year, Jim, is, uh, the, the new rules that you have with, with coaching and, you know, the head coach is now, uh, moving into an advisor role, helping out the assistant coaches, where, what was the genesis of, of making that kind of change to the senior bowl and, and how it all works? Yeah, it was, a, it was a phone call last summer with Troy Vincent at the league office. Um, not to share all our conversations, <laughs> but um, you know, we talked about a couple of things. Like he really, he really wanted this to be serve as a, a, a nice developmental opportunity for assistant coaches, which we're obviously very, very behind. I mean, I think there's no downside to that. Right. Um, you know, having Dan Campbell here, it's important to have Dan here. He's the face of the franchise. He and Brad Holmes, um, but to give those other guys, well, and we don't know who that's going to be yet. If that's going to be Deuce Staley getting bumped up into the head coaching role and, you know, or Aaron Glenn or somebody like how that shakes out, I don't know, but it is a great opportunity for those guys to kind of take the reins of the team. Um, you know, a position coach being elevated into a coordinator role. So that's all great. Um, and then the other, other element to uh, the coaching thing, which also talked, you know, came up on that call was, uh, was with the HBCU coaches that we're going to include in the week as well. Tyrone Wheatley being one of those guys, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, another thing that came up on the call, I think there was some, you know, a little, a little bit of grumbling from, from other teams that don't coach in the game. Like, Hey, that's not really fair. Like these teams get such an advantage spending all that time with, with the two team with the, with all these players. And, you know, my point was, well, they, they earned that, right? Like the Detroit lions earned the, the right to play 
playing, you know, coaching this game. And, and hopefully for their sake, they won't be back down here for a long time. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it, the hopefully they don't earn that again. <laughs> no. You know, a couple of years ago, the, the 49ers were in the game. Yeah. And uh, the next year they flipped it and went to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, two years ago, the Bengals were down here with the Lions staff. And now they're in the AFC championship game. So, you know, and they, they took five or six guys out of that game, you know, a couple of years ago, the Bengals did that are playing critical roles for them. So um, yeah, getting Joe Burrow helps, <laughs> but, uh, but so, so again, it's important. We have the staffs here. It's built for parody. That's why the NFL is great. That's why when I was a Lions fan in the late seventies and through the eighties and early nineties, um, I felt like they had a chance to do something special every year. I'd watch those NFL films videos on ESPN <laughs> like you guys do. Yep. And I'd get all juiced up about, you know, what the Lions were going to be that year. There's always hope. You know, that's what the league, that's why the NFL's great. There's always, there's always hope and there's hope because of parity. And this is just one, one of those mechanisms for parity within the NFL is our coaching staffs. So, uh, you know, now to, 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 you know, to, for those teams that were grumbling, now we're going to have four men down here coaching in our game that are going to be in all the meeting rooms, in the staff meetings at night when the when the when all the different coaches are talking about their guys and how they were on the field that day and how they were in the meeting room that day. They'll leave here with all that information. And now the 30 other GMs can reach out to those four men and, uh, you know, get that information if they if they want it. And hopefully that will create create some connections with those four coaches. Like I said, T. Wheat being one of them. If, you know, if he has if he if he has aspirations to get back in the NFL where he's been before, you know, hopefully that helps make connections with some of these new GMs and head coaches that are being hired right now. That's that's really good insight into how it works in terms of both building those, you know, coaching rosters and and kind of the advantage that the lines are going to have next week. And I'm glad that you brought up uh, Dan Campbell being there, because I think a lot of people looked at that new rule and they're like, well, what about Dan? Like Dan Campbell's such an important part to the Lions identity he needs to be there. He's going to be there. I mean, he's, he's not just going to be, you know, in, in a shed, he's going to be there. And I, I imagine pretty involved, right? Yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll be very involved. You know uh, again, it's important to us. Uh, he brings a ton of juice as Robert Sala does. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's going to be an energy level at practice. I mean, I, I know Dan Campbell is going to be in an advisory role, but there's no way that dude's going to be on a football field and not bring in the energy that he <laughs> right. has. So um, right. I don't care what role he's in. I, I know he's going to bring a lot here to Mobile when they get down here. And, and, and you know, speaking, Jim, of like, pe- you know, peeling back that curtain a little bit and just looking looking in the insides of, of what goes on at the Senior Bowl, like what do the interactions look like between the, the Lions team and the Jet side? Like what, what do those end up being like? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of communication between both sides. We're all kind of in this together for the week. I mean, there will be a player swap as well. So, uh, you know, the, the lines will get with that national roster for, for a good chunk on Friday. Um, and that's where that, that's how, the, that's how the Cowboys, um, you know, kind of fell in love with Dak Prescott. They, they, you know, I think the Broncos had Dak that week and uh, in the, in the Dallas got him in the crossroad, the, the team swap time. And uh, they got to know the guy a little bit and they kind of bought into, you know, his presence and what he brought his charisma. And, uh, and they've referenced that Jerry Jones himself, um, you know, has said that they, the reason Dak Prescott became a cowboy in the third round or fourth round, whatever that was, was of the time they spent with him here in mobile. So the Lions will get that opportunity with, with all those guys on the national roster as well. Well, while we're talking about how the, you know, those, those separate rosters, can you maybe also give a little background into how that process works in terms of deciding, like, 
you know, I, I know each team gets an input as to, as to who they get, but how, how's that finally decided? Is it, is it emails? Is it, are you auctioning guys off? How, how does how, no. how does that work? No, we, we set the rosters here. That's really one of the most fun parts of the process. You know, it, it's, it's almost a year round deal. Well, we start, we'll start watching it. The 2023 guys here in about two weeks after our game. So um, once we get them locked in and committed, then it's okay. Like let's split these guys up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and really just to share with your listeners, like there's three, there's three criteria. First is competitive balance. Like we want these teams to be even, we really yeah. do. Um, the second thing is for the American squad, we try to keep all the SEC guys on one team mm. because that that's like our driving base. Like people can get to mobile and um, you know, and see those guys We're we're in SEC country down here. So um, that's important. And then uh, you know, the third piece, we want to keep all the teammates together. You know, we've got, we got seven guys from Cincinnati and seven guys from Georgia. Like we don't want Georgia fans tuning into our game and, and having three guys on one team and four on the other. So um, we make the rosters. And then this year, you know, the higher picking team gets to pick his roster. And uh, Brad had the pick this year and, and he went with the American team. And uh, I don't know why, I don't know why, you know, what position group interests him, you know, that's, that's not my business. You know, I don't, I don't know how they're looking at their team needs, but uh, you know, I think the biggest compliment I got from Brad was he's like, Jim, I honestly, I don't know which roster to pick. Like these things are, these things are both so even like, he's like, I, I'd be, I'd be really happy with either one. So that, that made me feel good that we, we did our job. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and the, there, there are trade scenarios. There was a trade made this year. Um, not going to say that I'm <laughs> never going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But it was a, it was a one for one trade for a player. I mean, maybe after the draft, they'll talk about it. If one of the, if one of the teams ends up with, with one of the guys that was involved in the swap, but uh you know, it was funny the first year here, John Gruden came out like he wanted to trade half his roster, I felt like. And I was like, John, come on now. Like they, we had a bunch of Washington guys in the game that year. And he, he and he wanted one particular Washington guy. I'm like, you can't just trade for one. You got to get all of them. Um, so so anyway, no, this was uh, we do, do. We work through that. You know, if there's yeah. a guy on the other team and we can do a one for one swap and the team's going to agree to it or a two for two. And it's kind of easy. We do that. Um, but it's that, that's fun. That's a fun part of the process too. It, it really is. It, ma- it makes, it, it makes this thing a lot of fun. That, that's just a question. We got to run up the flagpole, Jeremy. We're yeah. asking, we're asking Brad Holmes who he traded for. Exactly. That's number, number one question we're going to ask him. Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into that roster. We're going to talk about some of the guys that are going to be down there that, that are on the American team, maybe some that are on the national as well, that the Lions might be interested. So stick with us right here on first bite. We'll be back with Jim Nagy. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to First Bite. We are here with Senior Bowl Executive Director Jim Nagy talking about the Senior Bowl. Coming up next week, the Lions are obviously uh, coaching it up with the Jets. The The Lions have the American roster. Uh, let's, I mean, we got to start at quarterback here. The Lions may or may not be in the, uh, in, 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 they, they might draft a quarterback. We're, we're still kind of not sure. And to me, I, I, I since we, we can't touch on everybody, I, I want to talk and, and maybe this is just a favor to Ryan, who's, who's a big fan. We got to talk Malik Willis because, um, you know, he, he comes from Liberty, uh, not, not one of the best teams in, in, in college football, maybe doesn't go up against the best competition. You know, everyone said, didn't have a great offensive line in Liberty. Now he gets this all-star team in Senior Bowl. So just how big of a week do you think this is for Malik Willis? And how excited are you personally to see the kid play? Yeah, before we dive into Malik, I, I'm going to ask you guys, I'm flipping the script. Are they drafting a quarterback or not? Should they? I, I, I th- if yeah. I had to guess right now, I, I think Brad Holmes is pretty happy with the way Jared Goff finished that season, and he wants to see him ride out one more year. But, I, I mean, as Brad Holmes said last year, it's good football business when you're picking high in the draft to do your research on quarterbacks. And so I, I have no doubt he's going to have a, a, a keen eye. And if someone pops, pops off, like, I don't think he should rule it out. All right, fair enough. I, I put you guys – Ryan, what's your, what's your take, Ryan? I hope he drafts Malik Willis. <laughs> I just, I'll be honest. I, I mean, the, the bias is well established on our podcast, Jim, but like a, a guy like Malik who has the opportunity to go down there and by all accounts has all the raw physical tools. Like now the coaching staffs get an opportunity to, to know him at the person and, and to learn a little bit more about, you know, his, his football traits. So, I mean, tell, tell us what, what, what you know so far about Malik and what you're looking forward to, to learn about him this week. Yeah, our, our staff saw Malik, I think, three times total. We had three different guys go watch him live. I went and saw him play UAB, um, and I tweeted that out at the time. Like, I've never gone to a game for, for a live quarterback eval and walked away with the main takeaway was just how strong he was. This mm-hmm. dude is – he is put together now. Like, I, I met him over the summer at two camps. He was at the Manning camp in July, and then um, Steve Clarkson's QB retreat out in Santa Monica over Memorial Day weekend – and I mean, he is a, he is a big, thick guy now. Um, and he, he's really hard to get on the ground. They're, they're different body types, of course, because Ben was like six, six and Malik's probably six, two ish. Um, but like really like Roethlisberger, when I scouted him at Miami, Ohio, like he, he makes throws with guys draped around his legs and falling off of them. And there was a play in that UAB game where I, I, I think there was like seven or eight guys that had a chance to, to wrap him up and get him down. And he was just shrugging guys off. So um, a lot of guys can buy second chances with their legs. 
Like he buys second and third chances with just like his physical structure and his legs. Uh, like you said, I mean, yeah, he's got, he does have all the tools. There's no doubt, Ryan. Um, he's big, he's strong. He can run. Um, he's a, you know, he can be a dynamic runner. Um, he's got a, he's got a very strong arm. So all I think all you have to do is watch this weekend in football and watch what like some of these guys are yeah. doing right now. I mean, Josh Allen's a perfect example. Um, so, you know, a lot of people knock Malik for consistency and accuracy and, you know, how far can he get? Um, I'm not saying he's Josh Allen, but people have the same questions with Josh. So to sit here right now and say that Malik Willis will never be that guy, we can't say that. And I've, I've read that on social media. You see people just, yeah. you know, getting after some of the guys in this class. So I'm with you. There's a lot to like. Um, we had, you know, they played in the bowl game down here against, against Eastern, um, and uh, so saw him play that there as well. And we, we actually took the Liberty staff out to lunch one day here in Mobile and, and really got to pick their brains about Malik and his background and, and everything he'd done there. So, um, you know, and they rave about him. They, they rave about the person. So um, this will be a big week for Brad and those guys and, and Dan to, to really get to know him. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. Uh, obviously, one of the bigger needs for the, for the Lions roster with uh, a bunch of guys on one-year deals potentially expiring in, in March. So, um it seems like the Lions got someone in Amon Ross St. Brown, but do you have a guy on either roster, um, American preferred, but uh, either roster that, that you think complements his game particularly well? Yeah, I, there's a couple guys. I mean, you've got, you've got, a, you've got a bunch of them I really like, but I'm looking up at the board. So sorry about my eyes. No, that's fine. The boards, the, I got a cheat sheet over here. here too. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a, a name that I don't see a lot out there, guys, that I think is going to have a breakout week, and by the time we get to April, is going to be firmly – he's going to go on day two, in my estimation, is Danny Gray from SMU. Okay. Um, you know, Danny was a junior college guy, so when we started watching 2020 tape over the summer, you were looking at a player that had come out of junior college, COVID had hit, so they couldn't even, he couldn't even be around the team that year and basically joined SMU in August and went to camp and, and got rolled out. That's a tough situation. Um, made a ton of flash plays on, on tape that year. You saw how explosive he was. Um, you know, like to me, I didn't get to see St. Brown play a ton. He wasn't a senior last year. We, we didn't evaluate him for the senior bowl. I caught a couple late Lions games on TV, but that's not really scouting. I haven't really watched tape on, on the Lions, but, you know, he looks like a really strong, um, good guy with the ball in his hands, intermediate receiver. Yep. I think Danny compliments him because he can roll. I mean, Danny is explosive from the, from the jumping. He can get off the line. He can get downfield. He's got multiple gears. Um, and he's got, he's, he's, he's got true playmaking upside. You know, a lot of guys, you look at these guys, like, yeah, he'll be a good two or three in the league. Like Danny's got a really high ceiling and how long it takes him to get there. And if he ever gets there, you know, I think will depend on, you know, the person, I think the ceiling is dictated by the football makeup and, and how these guys are wired, but talent wise, Danny Gray, um, just in terms of what he can do with the ball in his hands and um, stretching the field. I think, I think he'd be a great compliment for uh, what St. Brown has shown what he can be for Detroit. Let's, let's flip things to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about the defense and and, and what Brad Holmes and, and Dan Campbell and company have on the American team. The lions have a huge need at, at linebacker Jim. Um, some underwhelmed by American team linebackers, when when we got the rosters um, in in Lions Twitter, but like everybody is just a guy who is just flat out fast. Like, who are some players that you know that people are overlooking right now when they look at that roster and they see that depth chart at linebacker and they're underwhelmed? Who are they? Who are they obviously missing? 
All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, there's a few. Uh, So like Channing Tindall from Georgia, totally overshadowed by N'Kobe Dean there at Georgia. Um, You know, we, we all kind of talked in reference of the front seven at Georgia this year, like not many names, like I think Devontae Wyatt's going to have a monster week down here in one-on-ones, but like Channing Tindall's a guy that wasn't even a full-time starter at the beginning of the year. He's, he's 238 pounds. Um, He can run, he's going to run in the high four fours. Now he's going to run, he's going to run better than some of your corners on that Lions (laughs) roster. I promise you, Um, you know, when, when he's in chase mode, when he's running and hitting, and I, and I say this, uh, and I don't say this, I, 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 I'm saying this very carefully. Um, I missed on Bobby Wagner coming out of Utah State. Um, and then I was with him for five years in Seattle. Like when this guy's running and hitting people, he looks like Bobby Wagner. Mm. I mean, he's four four seven to the football from the second level is crazy. Yeah. So like, don't discount Channing Tindall and what he can be. I mean, there's – there's, there's always a handful of guys that the league is different on than the media right now. And the league, the media usually catches up over the course of the spring. Right. I think Channing Tindall is going to be one of those guys. I think Chad Muma from Wyoming. Um, is he on the American international? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, he is on, I believe. Uh, I think he's on the national. Okay. You yeah, guys got Jojo Doman from Nebraska. That's right. right. Yep. That's right. Yes. Yep. So Jojo's another guy. Like I've seen some stuff like being a mid to late day three guy for Jojo Doman. That's just, that's lunacy to me. <laughs> um, he's one of, he's one of our favorite guys in the, in the building here. Uh, one of our staff, like our road scouts, one of, one of, one of the guy that did that part of the country, one of his favorite guys. He's a 235-pound guy that essentially played slot corner. You know, he was out there expanded out on slots and covering tight ends. I mean, there's plays where he's running 45 yards vertically with tight ends and intercepting the ball that far down the field, which you never see linebackers intercept the ball that far down the field. And then, you know, he's matching up and matching routes, matching backs out of the backfield. Like, if people think that a 6'1", 235-pound guy that runs and covers like that is going to get out of date and get it out of the third round, they're crazy. <laughs> um, like, this this kid is it such a good football player that um, that's another guy I'd be excited about. Damone, Damone Clark, mm-hmm. uh, the SEC's leading tackler from LSU, another guy just run and hit linebacker. We questioned Damone's instincts off his junior tape, you know, just kind of his processing some of the delays. Um and man, there was a a huge difference this year. And he's another guy that can really close. You look at all his production behind the line of scrimmage. Um, there are a number of of immediate starters in that group for the Detroit Lions. If they need immediate help, um, just from like an athleticism and speed perspective, there's numerous guys on that on that group that'll come in and could start for the Lions right away. I have to imagine Chris Spielman's going to make his way down there next week. And, and sounds like he'll be rubbing his hands, uh, look to get his hands on some of these guys, because yeah, I think they are going to be, uh, yeah, speed is something that they obviously, um, covet with, with Derek, you know, drafting Derek Barnes last, last year. And, um, Oh my God. Yeah. Love Derek Barnes. Yeah. I'm, Lions fans are very, very excited about him. I think year year one was rough for him because obviously, you know, he, he came from Purdue where he only played off ball linebacker one year. Uh, but, you saw the you saw the flashes almost immediately with a guy like that, and I, I think the way you describe some of these guys, it sounds like the, the lines could be you know in the market for a clone of him essentially. Derek Derek Barnes was one of my favorite picks of last year's draft for any team. Yeah, they just need to play the guy. Yeah, they just need to play him. You got to play young players, man. You got it. 
you got to let young guys, you make mistakes and get out there and learn. Yeah. Um, you know, w- w- in, during my time in Seattle, that's, that's one thing that, that, that was like a mantra of Pete Carroll. Like, let's play our young guys. Let's, yeah. let's get them out there. You look at that wave that ended up being the Legion of Boob defense. Those guys were all playing. Yep. Cam Chancellor was playing as a fifth round pick and, and Sherman was playing as a fifth round pick. And, you know, all those guys, they just get them out there and let them play. They need to play Derek Barnes, man. He's going to be a really good Detroit Lion. And, and I think we, we heard Aaron Glenn say those exact words several times last year. You, you can't be afraid to play your young players. And so I think we are going to see a lot of him next year. But anyways, let, let's get back. And you've, I feel like you've already kind of jumped ahead on, on my, my question list here a couple times uh, without, without even knowing it. But um, everyone loves sleepers. Everyone loves guys that no one's ever heard of or, you know, guys that, that, that are being overlooked that, that are suddenly going to pop off. So who is someone you think that you are, haven't already mentioned that, that maybe isn't being talked about enough and, and is going to prove uh, that, that he should be talked about next week? Well, you know, we can talk about the American roster a little bit, but I'll, I'll just keep it in the home state. Sure. Up in the Mount Pleasant. Um, Bernard Raymond is a guy that's gotten a lot of attention, uh, uh, you know, at left tackle. I want to talk about the other guy. I want to talk about Luke Gadecki um, and what he is at right tackle. This is a guy that as much as we, we like Bernard a ton now, but there's people in the league that I've talked to and even one of the guys on our staff that think Luke's going to be a better long-term pro than Bernard is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tough. And, they, and, they, and they're going to both going to be starters. Both those guys are going to be NFL starters. But but Luke's kind of flying under the radar right now. I think he's going to play some center down here, play guard, play tackle. Um, just a really natural football player. And, he, you know, he's just growing into himself, former tight end. He's, he's still learning how to be a big person and play with leverage and in all those things. But, uh, but no, he's, he's got a, He's got a big upside. You know, I just wanted to keep it, keep it there with the chips a little bit. Yeah. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> but in terms of, in terms of that, that American roster and some of the guys they'll be working with, um, man, there's a, there's a, there's a number of them. But, I know uh, making you like pick your favorite child. I'm, I, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll say this, like, here's one for you. Zaquandre white a running back from South Carolina who we just added today. Yeah. I, I just saw um, that tweet go up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Zaquandre's coming in. This is a guy that played linebacker in the past. He's played on both sides of the ball, which obviously helps with the immediate special teams part of it. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the combine, he's going to jump 43 inches. He's going <laughs> to run. I mean, this dude, you put on his tape, this dude is so explosive. So I don't know how old you guys are, but there used to be one of Barry's backups was a guy named Derek Moore back in the, mm-hmm. back in the nineties. Yeah. Um, I think he wore, I think Derek wore number 31, if memory serves me right. He's the team pastor at South Carolina now. Hmm. And he is just like, we change on offense when we put Zaquandre white into the game. Like he's got such presence and such juice about him. Like even talking to the coaches there, even on the practice field, like this guy is wired up and He's, he's, it's so, when you put on the tape, like it's so obvious how explosive he is. He just, and he hasn't got a lot of run. It's kind of like Chris Evans from Michigan last year. We brought yeah. down, brought him down here. People thought we were stupid for bringing in a guy with 17 carries in Ann Arbor, you know, and now here, here he is, you know, doing, doing good things for the Cincinnati Bengals. So Saquandre has got a lot of tread left on his tires. He, he hasn't, he hasn't toted the ball a bunch, uh, but just the upside that we're talking about like a 220 pound guy that's super explosive. Um, and that's what, that's what the league's looking for. I mean, you see it, 
over and over these guys that are, are day three picks. And, and I don't know where Zaquandre is going to go. I've talked to teams that have third round grades on them. Um, so, you know, he's probably a day three guy right now. We'll see where he can go with it. But um, that's a guy I think's under a lot, a lot of radars right now. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really uh, excited to see him down here with the Lions next week. Yeah, Jim, I, I just want to thank you for your time, man. It, it, it's so awesome. I know, you know, our Twitch audience, they they funded Jeremy's trip to head down to, to Mobile. Awesome. And yeah. um, I, I know Jeremy's really excited. Even though he's not such a draft guy, he's this, he's locked this, in, man. He's, this he's is my, my baptism year. This is where I, <laughs> I, I become a full draft, Nick. So I guess my last question to you is, is do you have any advice for, for myself? And, and, you know, there are a lot of people that love going down to the Senior Bowl or would love to go down to the Senior Bowl. So for, for people that want to come down there, for, for people like me that's, that's going to be a rookie down there, uh, what, what, what's your best advice for, for people just trying to get involved? Yeah, I mean, one thing we haven't done a great job of over the years is really promoting this as a fan event. I mean, I think everyone knows there's tons of media coverage down here, and all the you know we've got 900 NFL people down here. But if you're a fan of football, to be able to like the the windows behind me um, is our our main drag in Mobile Dolphin Street, and you go up and down. There's tons of bars and restaurants. You can go into any bar, and there'll be like three NFL head coaches sitting there having a beer together. Like it's you're really like you're in the NFL epicenter. It's not like the combine where it's Indianapolis. It's a big city. It's spread out. Um, I always tell you, you could put a lawn chair out in front of our offices here and you'd see every single head coach and GM pass by at some point during the week, some owners even. So, uh, you know, we've built it out. We've got the senior bowl summit on Tuesday, February 1st, Kirk Herb Street's going to be hosting these panels. We're going to have Nick Saban and Mel Tucker and um, James Franklin. And, and it's going to be a great crew. That's going to be a really fun event at a, at a historic theater downtown mobile here. And then we've got the, the players Mardi Gras parade on Friday night. Cause mobile is the, the home of Mardi Gras. We take a lot of pride in that down here. Uh, it's not <laughs> new Orleans. It's we're, we're a little more of a P, PG version of Mardi Gras, <laughs> uh, more family for more family centric Mardi Gras. Uh, but we'll have that part and we'll have that parade on Friday night. It's going to end with a uh, concert with Portugal, the man downtown here. Nice. We're expecting like 40,000 people free concert downtown mobile. Um, in a in a in an area downtown called the Cathedral Square, right across from where I was married 20 years ago down here, and uh, <laughs> and then obviously the game on Saturday. The game's going to be awesome. Um, being out at the brand new stadium, you know, last year we were in there, but it was COVID and we were at a limited capacity. So to fill that thing out, sell it out, um, game day is going to be rocking. It's going to be a good time. That's awesome. I might have to change my flight ticket because I'm leaving Friday afternoon. I'm going to miss out on Portugal demand. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, Jim, uh, definitely appreciate uh, all the time you just gave us, all the information you just gave us, and uh, I look forward to seeing you down there in person next week. Yeah, man, you, you got to get the, your Twitch guys to fund that uh, that that, uh, the flight, that flight change. Where yeah. that hundred and fifty dollar fee to change that flight? To come, you got to get the Twitch guys to jump in on that. But but guys, I appreciate you having me on Talking Lions. I love it. Uh, so look forward to having the Lions and all the contingent down. And, and, and Jeremy, when you get down here next week, make sure you hit me up. Absolutely, I will. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Thanks everybody, to listening. We'll be back with more Lions content later this week on on the podcast. We'll also be doing a bunch of stuff for the the conference championship uh, uh, games on Sunday uh, here on our Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash pride of Detroit. But until next time, thank you all for listening. It's chaos. Be kind.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.